in. Here we go. Hour three of the morning show underway at 815. Uh, Neil will be in joining us here shortly. But right now it's time to check out sports. And with Bruce gone for the week, uh, Tom Robick has all the sports. Woo-hoo! Yeah, here I am. <laughs> Lots going on over the weekend and coming up, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, no question about it. Uh, let's start with baseball because, right. uh, you know, we're, we're getting into the uh, into the home stretch, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I um, I actually followed along with the Twins all the way through to the 13th inning. <laughs> yeah, it was a long game yesterday. And um, I don't know if you remember the game on, if you paid attention to the game on Saturday that the Twins lost. And that was it was horrific because it was a walk in, walk in, walk in, mm-hmm. uh, and the Twins ended up losing that game after um, going into extra innings, uh, tied up at two, and then hit by pitches and, and walks um, made the final score six to two. Mm-hmm. So then the Twins uh, go into extra innings again with the Rangers yesterday on Sunday at Target Field. Overcoming a five-run deficit. That was early on. Yeah, coming back nicely. And then Royce Lewis hit a grand slam. And then it was all knotted up. And then they went into extra innings. They went into the 10th, the 11th, the 12th. (laughs) And then finally in the 13th inning, the teams traded runs in the 12th. And then in the 13th inning... Uh, Michael A. Taylor walked with the bases loaded to give the Twins the victory. Wow. Not exactly how the Rangers wanted that to end. The Twins have a six-game lead now in the American League Central, 68-53, and they take on Cleveland. They're in second place. And so this is, you know, obviously it's a big series for Cleveland. The Twins hold a six-game lead over them. They're going to try to trim that lead down as, uh, you know, they did, as you might remember, last year. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and the Twins ended up losing. Uh, they were holding first place most of the season, but uh, we'll see what happens again this September. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Brewers are playing very well. They swept mm-hmm. the Padres, extending their win streak, following a 10-6 victory in the finale from Milwaukee. A Rowdy Telez, uh, Sal Freelich, and Mark Kanya. Kana? Kana, I think. Kana, yeah. I think it is. I don't know. Each He's kind of new. <laughs> he is sort of, yeah. Uh, the Brew Crew have won eight straight games. Yeah. First they got a in, big series coming up too. They do. They're yeah. playing the Cubs, mm-hmm. and uh, and that starts uh, tonight in Chicago. Yeah. So we'll watch that. On to football. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are now zero and three in the preseason. Mm-hmm. They've got ten straight preseason games, but you know they they lost all their preseason games last year, yeah. and they won thirteen games. You know, it's so. only preseason. It used to matter. I mean, it yeah. used to be sort of a tell of, of how your season's going to go, but mm-hmm. these days you don't see any of the anybody's starters, right. with the exception of the Green Bay Packers, because, you know, we did see yeah. uh, a bit of Jordan Love. Every game he played um, the first couple of series. I yep. think that they just, you know, when it when it's, when it's you're talking about a player like that, it's reps, you know. they got to get right. game, real game reps. There you go. And, and um and that's what happened. And uh, the Packers ended up. Even winning. Aaron Rodgers played uh, over the weekend for the Jets, and he hasn't played a preseason that, game he? in years. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, wow, not very much. But he did. And play. he didn't get taken <laughs> off the field. No, no, he didn't get hurt. I think that's a big. That's a big issue. They're well, thinking these guys yeah. are going to get injured right. in preseason. Well, well, exactly. And again, as you mentioned, I remember the last time Aaron Rodgers played in a pregame not or preseason often, yeah. game I, I don't know it's, but it's, again new team new uh, system so I suppose it was that's, good that's to get for him in there. them to recruiting guys like us we're the fodder yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a hundred percent right there uh, by the way both the Packers and the Vikings uh, will be trimming down their rosters mm. to 53 players they need to do that by Tuesday I think it is 
Um, and so we'll we'll see how that uh, unfolds. Uh, football later on this week, the UMD Bulldogs will play their first game. It'll be at Miloski Stadium. Mm-hmm. Midwest Communications will be out at all at these games, uh, tailgate parties. I think we have Shelton Pizza Ooh. and a little Ooh. pizza oven, and we'll be slicing it up so you find us in the, the lot right outside uh, Miloski. And so we're cooking it fresh. Have a slice of pie, wow. yeah. yeah. Pretty, Pretty good cool. pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good. So uh, Shelton's Pizza out there, and... And we'll be out there as well. Uh, and uh, the Bulldogs will take on Northern Michigan. That kickoff is 6 o'clock at Miloski Stadium. Now, wait, this is this coming weekend or what? That's coming up on Thursday. Okay. Thursday night. Thursday night. 6 o'clock. Before the big holiday weekend. Yeah. I know the uh, UMD Alumni Association is having a big tailgate deal coming up in September oh. sometime. They okay. Big, uh, alumni Association deal for one of the games. Okay. Yeah, probably pr- yeah, prior to the game. So it'll be in the same lot that, that we're in. And so uh, look for everybody out there. That's actually a lot of fun. Doing those tailgate things, uh, they get a pretty good turnout. And, and pizza, not hot dogs. You can actually have alcohol there. You know, remember uh, not too long ago when that wasn't allowed in any of these campuses. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, will be in action on Thursday as well. They take on Nebraska, and then the Badgers need to wait for the weekend. Badgers are ranked 21st in the preseason polls. Uh, and they'll take on Buffalo, whoever that is. I mean, I know <laughs> Buffalo. Know, I know where right. Buffalo is. I didn't yeah. know they had a football. Do team. they play in the winter with uh, eighteen feet of snow? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that one. Well, I don't know. Maybe they. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, U.S. Open gets underway today uh, as a defending champion Carlos Alcaraz uh, earns the top seed. Second seed Novak Djokovic for the men. Women's side Iga Swiatek looks to defend her title as the top seed in the women's draw. And uh, Simone Biles now holds a record for the most titles by an American gymnast. She decides to come back, and lo and behold, she's the best uh, gymnast in uh, the United States. Probably in the country, uh, probably in the world. Uh, She hasn't said if uh, she aims to compete in the 2024 Olympics, but a lot of us are rooting for her. Yeah. That is, she's, uh, uh, she's going with a Packer player too, by the way. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots yeah. of press well, for pretty, her being at the Packer games. That's pretty impressive for the man from Wisconsin here on what? the Packers putting oh, yeah. the Packers well, in there. Of yeah, it's funny because uh, you know he's the player, but she gets all the attention, right? <laughs> uh, and probably is the better athlete of the two uh, as well. Who that makes most money? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I bet you she does. I'd be willing to bet she, yeah. as far as uh, endorsements and all the rest of that stuff, mm. probably. Uh, the top female athlete in Minnesota is uh, Suni Lee. Uh, makes like a million and a half just in Holy endorsements, cow. you know. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's your sports. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. We'll be back next hour with more sports. Bruce taking the week off, and we'll be back with more of the morning show in just a minute. The KDAL Morning Show. Get your love. Group called Redbone opening up the uh, show here. What's the matter, eh? What's the matter? Yeah, yeah. Come and get your love. Well, I'm going to have to grab the other set of headphones here. I think these are, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Too low? Yeah. Why don't you turn it up a little bit? I've got it cranked all the way. Yeah. I'm hearing myself, but uh, we have constant... Constant. Somebody messes with it. Apparently I know somebody's messing with this yeah. uh, at night before you come in. Because so. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't know what it is. I know. So 
right. Well, so did you go over and uh, paddle with the dragon boat, folks? I did not. It was uh, I was going to go and cheer them on, but uh, I was going to take my bike over, and it was a little chilly, so I figured, ah, the heck with it. Yeah, Saturday was. Uh, it, it was cloudy it was, and uh, didn't rain or anything, but no. off lake wind kept it pretty brisk. Well, it rained for us Saturday morning. Really? We were going to okay. have uh, uh, trees and uh, high end dead limbs oh, taken yeah, down, yeah, yeah. but the uh, uh, the guy that was going to do it. Uh, it was just too wet, and okay. we had a uh, 55-foot uh, man lift that uh, hmm. we were going to use. All right. And so that's going to happen later on in September. It's nothing <laughs> nothing that's in Urgent. danger yeah, of anything but, but just clearing out. It's not going to fall on your house or anything. Nothing's going to fall on the oh, house. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. We're going uh, to be good about that. So, But, um, no, I missed that uh, there. Although yesterday I went to, you know, the Elks Club uh-huh. in Duluth does a... Veterans breakfast once a month, the end of the month, mm-hmm. uh, for all veterans, and they don't charge them anything. I, I belong to the Elks. They uh, lo- are located in the All American Club on 19th Avenue West and uh, uh, Michigan Street. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, breakfast yesterday. I went down a couple of buddies of mine who are veterans, and mm-hmm. um, the Elks served up a nice a nice breakfast Very down nice. there. And there wow. were a number of. Folks, there, I saw a couple of retired police officers who were also <laughs> veterans, and uh, one of the guys that calls into Bradshaw, Tony, yeah. was down there, and he's got some event that's coming up where they're raising money for uh, uh, disabled uh, vets, and mm. he's going to get me the information. We're going to pump it up. Good. I they got hope. an event coming up, so, so we'll be talking about that. I see Bob Barker died over the weekend. I saw the 99? Price is right, yep. Boy, he was a feisty guy, wasn't yeah, he? He was indeed. Very uh, big into animals and, uh, I, well, other than that, Price of Right and Game Show host. I guess he started out as a DJ way back when. But, I heard that. Uh, yeah. And then he was the Price is Right, right? correct? Yeah, right. Did and who that was that? The many, guy many that years. T- took over his show was a Drew... Uh, Drew Carey. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they've said uh, lots, of, lots of praise for uh, him over the uh, weekend uh, for... Uh, Bob, quite the character, quite the character. Yeah, but yeah. ninety-nine—that's a pretty good life. Well, some of these people—they're living long and prospering. You know, I—I <laughs> I know uh, a woman in town here that's one hundred and six years old, really? and she doesn't miss a beat. Lives by herself, her. and uh, wow. has a little eyesight issues, but well, she's. I would hope that you got to have some issues at one hundred and six. You would think <laughs> we had we had a picnic a couple summers I've ago. I've got issues at my age. I know. <laughs> she and uh, she said she. You know, the only problem she's got is her eyesight, so her daughter drives her around. But uh, something else. All right, Governor Ron DeSantis urging people on the Florida West Coast to get ready for Tropical Storm Idalia. Which one is it? Idalia. Idalia. Yep. He has placed 33 counties under a state of emergency. He says he has mobilized 1,100 Florida National Guard members. He's telling Floridians to listen to local authorities, heed the warnings, expect power outages. The storm expected to bring several inches of rain along Florida's west coast and would become a Category 1 or 2 hurricane before it makes landfall north of Tampa on Tuesday. Well, hopefully it whimpers. Uh, That one out in California was more of a... Uh, well, really a rainmaker, not much yeah, wind. Yeah, and that was fortunate. I mean, they were pretty worried yeah. out there on that. They're worried road. about storm surge and obviously all the rain, too, in Florida's west coast. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Could hit uh, as soon as tomorrow. Have you ever somewhere. been through a hurricane? Uh, no, and I don't ever hope to, actually. I, we did. We did. Around run. here, I don't think we have to worry. No, just uh, <laughs> just wind storms yeah. and a lot of rain and trees falling down here yeah, and there. Yeah, I yeah. think the last tornado that hit in our area was up by... Uh, 
uh, uh, Wright's Lake or Island Lake somewhere okay. back in the 60s. Wow. And actually, there were a couple of people, I believe, killed in that one. But um, not uh, not too much. People have seen them kind of touch. But we don't get it so much here. The yeah. lake kind of drags all that stuff away on it us. It can happen, obviously, but not as often as elsewhere. So that's good. I was out in, uh, in a meeting in Boston uh, a number of years back when the mm-hmm. uh, uh, hurricane came up the coast there and and hit the area. Boston uh-huh. uh, got a lot of rain. We right. were staying with my, my half-brother, and uh, we went down uh, downtown to go to a movie, and the the subways a subway had been evacuated because oh, it had wow. filled up and flooded. <laughs> That's not and it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting. That's a problem our, with underground, uh, I guess, places. Well, that and, and our uh, <laughs> flights, we couldn't get out, so we had to stay a couple oh, extra days because they canceled the flights. Mm. But we didn't bear the brunt of it, but yeah. that's, my, that's my only hurricane story. Right. Although, when I was stationed in Japan, of course, they have uh, the big storms there, too. They don't call them hurricanes, though. Well, there are typhoons over typhoons there. Typhoons over yeah. there. They, so what's right. the difference between a typhoon and a hurricane? The rotation, I think. I guess so. That's, that's all I can figure. It's I the same know. deal as if you go below the equator. <laughs> yeah. Everything is reversed. Yeah, it drains you the wrong the way. You flush the toilet, and it goes out. It's, it's amazing. When I was in that's Aust- what I heard. I've never been, I guess, south I, of the uh, equator. So. I've been in Australia, <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, it is an interesting deal. I really? was in Australia this time of year. Do the clocks go backwards, too? No, they don't. <laughs> but it's like, uh, you know... The, 12 to 14 hours difference time-wise. Yeah. So if you're going to call back here, you've got to adjust. Yeah. But when I was <laughs> when I was when I was in Australia, might uh-huh. the uh, certainly the you flush the toilet and went the opposite way. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting this time of year. Now here we are going into the fall, right? And going they're into going spring. into the spring, right? And when we ended up getting there, there had been a hurricane mm. that had gone through, or a typhoon, if you want to call yeah. it, and. Uh, uh, so it was real windy. It had happened before we got there. A buddy of mine and I went. Extremely windy down in Sydney and all that. And it blew up all the... Again, it's going into spring, so they're mm. coming off their winter. Right. And it had all the molds and all the stuff that we normally get here in the atmosphere. So I started sneezing and hacking <laughs> up fur balls. Oh, boy. So the further north we went, of course, now we're going north. You're going towards the equator. Uh-huh. The warmer it got, we sure. ended up going to Surfer's Paradise and up to Cairns. Uh-huh. And Kansas is one of the largest, uh, uh, furthermost uh, north cities in uh, that coast of Australia. That's and a big old country, too. You, you huge don't country. think about it. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same size as the U.S. Yeah, it's an island, but it's huge. About 25, 30 million people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a continent there. Uh, well, true. Yeah, continent. Yeah. We have to be succinct here. I, I'm sorry, but it's an island continent. <laughs> it's an island continent. That's right. Yes. So there you have my story of Australia. Mike. Very cool. Uh, a major jump in asthma-related trips to the emergency room over the last couple of months. Guess why? The uh, 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 smoke in the air. There you go. Uh, uh, Recent Canadian wildfire smoke being blamed. 17% higher for ER visits because of asthma-related issues uh, in the last couple of months. In the areas where the wildfire smoke enveloped the region, triggering air quality alerts between April and August of this year, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, East Coast states, yeah. all over the place. So. Those darn Canadians, Oof. I'll tell you, polluting our air again. What Hopefully that uh, that issue has been mitigated somewhat. We haven't seen any smoke. Surprised the so. EPA isn't trying to sue Canada. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take a break and be right back. More of the morning show at 834 now on right, KDAL. Some- KDAL. It's been a hard day's night. 
like a dog all night long. The Beatles, a hard day is night at 8.40 as the morning show continues here on KDAO. The Buttles. Uh, Grand Turismo oh. is the new number one movie at the box office what's, after the weekend. Well, there is Grand Torino. Yeah. What's Grand Turismo? It's based on a uh, video game called Grand Turismo. I, I guess I've been, I must have been on the moon it's for the last... It's a racing uh, game, basically, okay. so I would assume I it's a racing type movie. I don't uh, know. I haven't uh-huh. seen it, but... It, uh, I guess, took the lead over Barbie at the box office. Barbie at number two. Uh, let's see. what. Who's number three? Uh, Blue Beetle, which was number one, I guess, last week. Oh, that's the uh, Dropping down Marvel, to number three. Uh, another, yeah, another superhero, apparently. And then Oppenheimer slipping to fourth place in its sixth week in theaters. And by the way, uh, yesterday was a big movie day. Apparently, all the tickets were like four bucks or something. Well, I heard that. It was... Yeah. Uh, uh, national some theater day or movie day or <laughs> motion picture day Gesundheit. thank you i appreciate that all right well you've heard of uh musical chairs yes uh in duluth we have <laughs> musical parking musical parking find right. a parking spot and don't get a 22 dollar ticket well try not to you got to plug the meter it used to be or what f- used to be a meter <laughs> four it used to be four dollar tickets then yeah. it was six dollar then eight wow. then 13 then 15 now 22 bucks well, much cheaper i guess ticket. to uh, park the meter right. when they're when the president says inflation is under mm-hmm. control in duluth minnesota <laughs> it definitely is not All when right. you come to parking violations <laughs> Well, I went out to plug the meter because I had to park on Superior yes. Street, and there's no meter. It's that kiosk that right, you right. park. On avenues, though, they still have meters. Okay. Uh, but I did quickly look in back in the alley there, and the vehicle that was there was gone, so I was able to move oh. my car like in musical chairs. So instead of plugging the meter, the you uh, found another space. Well, I pulled everybody here, and nobody had quarters. <laughs> And I didn't have any quarters. And I'm not going to use a credit card on the damn meter. I'm sorry for my perverse language. That's here. what credit cards are for. They're yeah, used for cred- just about everything. Yeah, now. 50 cents a I credit can't, You card. can use a credit card at the vending machine over here. I know. I, I know. It's crazy. Which Cashless is handy, society. I guess, when you don't have cash. But Well, I always carry. I Usually I have a pocket full of quarters, but I didn't <laughs> think about it this morning. All right. Uh, but anyway. So, so you are okay. You're I, uh, the long arm of the parking. Yeah. Patrons oh, that's did good. not grab a hold of me, but uh, but there is uh, some Duluth considers uh, parking requirements. Now the city of Duluth may call an end to telling developers how much parking they need to provide in order to do business in the community. Oh really? They used to when you develop, know you had to have a certain amount of space. Well, they used to they uh, used to babble about that, and now people mm-hmm. are are up in arms about it. Oh. And of course, they've had the big parking ramp down here. On uh, Michigan Street, behind the U.S. Bank building, shut down for for uh, a couple of years, and yeah. that really put a lot of uh, stress uh, on all the other places. Long-term parkers in a in a bind, uh, and uh, so so we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Yeah. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, this is uh, uh, somebody Tony Jordan, president of Parking Reform Network. Interesting. Didn't know there was such a thing. I needed it. Uh, he says he encourages people to think about the price of parking, yeah. whether it's the thousands of the dollars that go into a surface lot or the tens of thousands that potentially go into a structured space. Mm-hmm. And what what that means for the rents that are needed to collect it on tenants and the businesses that use that parking. He also urges people to think about large quantities of real estate parking consumes with a single parking stall requiring 300 square feet. So... So again, here's the move uh, with people to uh, yeah. the advocates to get rid of cars, 
and have everybody bike to their destination. Or bus. Or be transported. Yeah. Uh, In fact, there's a new bus system going into effect, I think, over the weekend. Well, I will tell you. The big blue bus. There is a unique way of transporting people. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Captain James Kirk, my lad, and the Starship oh, Enterprise. That, be nice? that hasn't been Scotty, invented yet. Yeah. Scotty, I can't get no power. <laughs> Captain Kirk, I can't get no power. Beam yeah. me up, Scott. Scotty Beam will get you beamed up. That would be a good way to travel if when they finally get around to inventing you by that. the transporter yeah. and beam you here and there. And right. Although there may be areas that get beamed into that might be a little embarrassing <laughs> there, David. Yeah, you got to know where your destination is before mm-hmm. you leave. A mysterious 200-year-old time capsule is being unearthed today in West Point. Well, it actually is being opened today. It was unearthed apparently back in May when it was accidentally discovered inside the marble base of a monument dedicated to a Revolutionary War hero. Somebody yeah, at, West, a, at West Point, the uh, Army Academy. I guess. It's okay. believed to have been buried in the late 1820s wow. by a group of cadets, including Robert E. Lee, who ended up as a future Confederate general. Wow. Uh, nobody knows what's in it, but the speculation is running rampant. Could be class rosters, uniform buttons, maybe some musket balls, medallions. Who knows? If they find if they find a uh, time, apple if they find an apple watch in there, then we know the uh, jig is up. Yeah, the time capsule will be open during a live streamed event this morning. Is Geraldo so Rivera uh, coordinating <laughs> it? No, not remember that him on the Al Capone safe that they found way back when? <laughs> oh yeah, they had the intrigue on it and went yeah. weeks weeks of coverage. I and know. They were going to open it and they live opened it up. Live opening. And they finally opened it up and there's nothing, nothing. in it. I know. I know. That's the problem with live television, I guess. Well, the uh, and live streaming, for that matter. This time capsule, though, in the marble structure, obviously yeah. there is no chance of any water damage. You would think it was in a lead box too, if I remember right. So. Some of the uh, time capsules around the country that they yeah, they, they, they put them in the ground and it's disgusting. And it's all slush, yeah, everything's gone. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's well, it should be interesting. I'd be interested That'd to be see what they to, find. find it. So, all right, check that out. So we'll uh, take another break and be right back on the morning show. The back door with Creedence Clearwater Revival. You've been playing a lot of CCR lately. Yeah, well, hey, that's good. Week you did. I, that's one of my favorite groups. Well, there you go. Maybe that's why I'm doing this. You know, I'll tell you the bands that I loved <laughs> when, uh, and you were certainly yeah. doing the DJ route uh, well yes. before, before I ever got into doing this stuff. But I, I, uh, the bands that I grew up with mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed were Creedence. Okay. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, wow. the Moody Blues, yeah. the Doors. Wow. Those were, I'd say those were my those top, are some biggies, yeah. top four. And uh, and a, a lot of others. When I was mm-hmm. uh, stationed overseas, we had a lot of uh, groups the USO would sure. come and uh, bring them on board. Uh, you've heard of the blues singer Thelma Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she performed for us. Man, and this is before she really became extremely well-known. Yeah. She was known at the time. Uh, Ray Charles. Whitney uh, turned out a little more popular than she was. Ray Charles uh, performed for a Christmas uh, New Year's deal for us. And I got photographs of that. He belted belted out the tunes. (laughs) We saw Buffy St. Marie and uh, all these performers. In fact, uh, they had a big 
Outdoor Mountain concert by uh, Lake Hakone, which is kind of at the base of Mount Fuji. All right. And uh, they had uh, Buffy St. Marie and a whole bunch of other performers there. And then the big deal that I saw, the group that warmed up to this uh, blockbuster band, I saw it in Tokyo Mm -hmm. at the huge uh, 50, 60,000 stadium. Wow. The band that warmed them up was Procol Harem. Mm-hmm. Remember them? Yeah. Whiter Shade of Pale. Yep. Ten years after was the oh, featured really? group, <laughs> and we saw them perform. All right. And then later on uh, that year, a friend of mine had been a roadie for Jose Feliciano, mm. and he did a concert at a kind of like the like the deck auditorium right. setting. Did a concert there, and we ended up... Uh, uh, front row seats in that one. Nice. Ended up going backstage, hang out with them for an hour, and that was quite quite the deal right. for this little guy from Duluth. There Minnesota. you go. That's right. Yeah. All right, Neil, here we go. Wall Street opening this morning, the final trading week in August. I would say it'll be on the upside. It is opening higher today. Stocks are rising as earnings seasons wind down with reports due out from Best Buy, Salesforce, and Broadcom, among others, okay. this week. After the opening bell, the Dow has gained more than 200. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ also higher in early trading. Well, it's good to hear that. So it could be a good week here to end uh, August. Friday will probably be a light day, seeing that Labor Day is coming up on Monday. Uh, Usually uh, the markets, uh, people like that four-day weekend, and they start disappearing (laughs) pretty quick. Yeah, Friday is the 1st of September. Isn't that that something else? Summer is... August has gone like gone by like uh, a blink. The whole summer went by in a blink. They yeah, always do. I know they do. The they? older you get, the quicker they go, too. I noticed that. What year is this again? Uh, I don't know. 2023. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was back in 1912 again. <laughs> so. so there you go. See, I watched the other night. I was kind of channel surfing, and the movie Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio came mm-hmm. on. And I, I watched that, and all of a sudden it was... It was Kind of came on a yeah. little bit later. All of a sudden, it's like one thirty in the morning by the time the thing. This is Saturday night. Oh, you know how it ends. Early right? Sunday morning. The boat yeah. sinks. The boat sinks. <laughs> he dies. She survives. <laughs> yeah, right. And but it was a good. Uh, it was uh, a fun movie. Yeah. Great cast in there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, but it was uh, re- uh, watching it. And I'd seen it before, and I think I even have it on DVD somewhere. All but right. uh, but anyway, it was kind of fun. So I kept you up all night watching. The well, the dog night. laid right by me, and he, he was happy <laughs> as a clam on the couch there and right. watching it. And everybody else was on logs, but uh, just the two of us there. Despite the sunshine this morning, we have a chance of showers and thunderstorms for this afternoon. We'll have details in the weather forecast. That's coming up next here on The Morning Show. We've got a partly cloudy sky this morning at 60 at the airport, 59 degrees downtown, 54 in Superior. Listen on your Echo device. Just say something like this. Alexa, play KDAL radio. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. Somebody to love. A little queen for you this morning at 8.56 now at KDA. Oh, queen, I thought it was a pretty good group. Too. Yeah. Say this Friday. Yes. Morning, we've got the president of the City Council is going to join us. She's Very running nice. for re-election this year, Janet Kennedy. I All talked right. to her this weekend, and she'll be coming in and chatting about her role on the council. This is her, the end of her first term is coming up. Mm-hmm. She's running for re-election, and I've known Janet for years and years, and... Uh, 
Uh, she'll be talking about uh, her role as a city councilor and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And she's the first uh, person of African-American descent elected to the Duluth City Council. Yeah. And a woman. Mm -hmm. And she's also this year the president of the Duluth City Council. So uh, we'll have some fun with Janet. Next week, her opponent, uh, Ginka Tarnowski, will be on board okay. with us next Wednesday. Uh, talking about a little bit about the reason why she's running and that sort of thing. So Super. we'll we'll have some fun with Janet on Fridays. So. Yeah, we didn't get to talk to either since there was no primary in that. Right, right. and that's what we uh, right. she and I chatted mm -hmm. about, and her opponent we chatted about that. It's uh, the primary is kind of like a poll. Mm -hmm. It kind of gives you an idea of where you might be in standing. And uh, usually, if you finish strong in the primary, right, you'll most likely get elected in the general election. Not but always. You can't, that but happens, you can't yeah. bank on it. <laughs> That's right. That's the problem. Yeah. And of course, we saw with the mayor uh, finishing a you know a distant second right. in the primary, and also. Uh, all of the DFL-endorsed candidates mm -hmm. in the primary finished either second or third or fourth wow. uh, in the at-large race. Now, the at-large race, four people mm -hmm. came uh, ahead out of that mix of nine, and uh, the two people that were endorsed by the DFL party uh, finished third and fourth, and the unendorsed people finished first and second. <laughs> Eric Forsman being one of them, who's an incumbent. So much for the endorsement process. Well, you, you, just, you just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know on this. So it's, it, it, and it, the rug could be pulled out from underneath you. Some people I'm yeah. talking to in the community think that Emmy Larson is dead. She's done. Uh -huh. She's history. She's uh -huh. toast. She's not going to make it. So they're, I tell, they're not even going to vote. And I tell them, I said, mm -hmm. don't bet on it, baby. That's right. If, uh, especially if your back is up against the wall mm -hmm. and you've got the support, and Emily Larson is the incumbent, and she's had, I know they criticize her, yeah. but she's had some, some dramatic accomplishments in her reign as the mayor the last uh, eight years. And hopefully down the road we'll get Emily on and uh, oh. possibly her opponent. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But yeah, that's there's why no they have the elections. That's right. There's no guarantees in politics when you have an opposition, yeah, let me tell you that. You said you had a thing on this date. Oh, yeah, this date, okay. Better do it quickly. We got okay, what year do you think this was? After protests by residents at yesterday's Duluth City Council meeting, plans to locate an incinerator at 41st Avenue West and Oneida Street were dropped. Oh. Sites along the Bayfront at 37th Avenue West are now being considered. What year did that happen? Oh, it had to be a 60s, probably. 1923, August 20th, 100 years ago. There you <laughs> no go. No incinerator, huh? How yeah, about that? yeah, yeah. Burning all that waste. Gee. You know? Well, Neil, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye, and we'll catch you on Wednesday. Yes, sir. We'll see you then. And then again on uh, Friday. Stick around, though, because the morning show continues right after news. News is coming up next from CBS, top of the hour. It'll be the World News Roundup. Katie, uh, actually news from the Minnesota News Network and uh, Wisconsin Radio Network to follow here on KDAL.